The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. The beginning of the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory be to you, Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came for testimony to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens every man was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world knew him not. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth, we have beheld his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father. John bore witness to him and cried, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, for he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has made him known. The Gospel of the Lord. So this is the third time we've had this Gospel passage in the space of a week and a half. Um, and the reason is, because especially as we come into this new year, as the church is preparing herself and entering into the new, the new year, um, we also look to the beginnings, right? So this is a time of beginnings. It's a time of Christmas. It's a time of the incarnation. It's a time of redemption and these new beginnings. And so we also then look to these very powerful words which begin the Gospel of St. John. St. Augustine, when he comments on these first few lines of the Gospel of St. John. He is so struck by the power and the infinite wisdom which they contain that St. Augustine said that these words should be written in gold and should be in every church throughout the world. These words should be written in gold and should be through every church in the world, trying to give to them and to point out the value that is in these words. And so over the last week and a half, we've looked at this scene in different ways, or this introduction in different ways. But I'd like to look maybe just at those first few lines and go into some of the depth 
with which the, the church fathers have thought about these words. There's been so much thought in the church given over to these very few words. And from these few words, the church has drawn so much wisdom, especially in terms of Trinitarian theology. And so these words, they begin with, in the beginning, in the beginning. St. John uses the same words here that are used in the book of Genesis to begin all scripture, in the beginning. And so this is a way in which St. John is calling back our minds to the work of creation, but he also seems to be going back even further. St. John has known the word himself. As he says later on, we have seen his glory. He marvels at the fact that he was able to spend time with the Son of God. And that time was not in vain. The Lord revealed to him truth. And St. John has received this truth and he has pondered it so deeply that he has brought forth from that pondering of the truth received from Christ this beautiful inspired introduction to his gospel. And so where in the beginning in the book of Genesis refers to the beginning of time and space, the beginning of the creation of the material universe. This in the beginning in the Gospel of John refers to even before that, refers to eternity. St. John in his powerful capacity for contemplation is able to, through the revelation given him by the word, reach back even further than the beginning of created time and space. He is able to go through the Son who has revealed the Father and he is able to enter into the contemplation of the eternal God. And so this in the beginning goes back to the source of all things, God himself. That's what the word means here, in the beginning. It can also be translated as in the principle, in the principle, in the origin, in the Father. And so St. John's gaze now goes beyond all things of time and space and moves into eternity and moves into the very essence of God revealed to him by the Son. And in this beginning, in this principle, was the Word. He sees that the one whom he knew, this man, Jesus Christ, whom he loved and who loved him, was in the beginning with the Father. This person whom he came to love, this word, this beloved of the Father, became the beloved of St. John himself. He loves Jesus. He loves the Son. And so as he looks back in this contemplative gaze and he looks out into the Trinity and he knows that in the beginning was the word, was the word. And many of the church fathers, they say, why does he use the word word here to describe the Son? Why does he not say in the beginning was the Son? It's just as true to say that. And so a lot of the church fathers spent a lot of time contemplating, well, why would he emphasize the Christ or the the Word uh, instead of the Son of the Father? And many of the church fathers say it is because it is particularly focused on his mission of revelation of the Father. The words that we have within us are specifically how we understand And the words that we have within us contain within them different types of understanding. And so the word of the Father is the understanding of the Father. It is the knowledge of the Father. So perfect that it is another person. 
It is the beloved Son. And so it shows that in the mission that the Word has towards creation, the creation which has been created through Him is to come specifically and give understanding and truth, to give knowledge of the Heavenly Father. And so in the beginning was the Word, but to show that He was not something distinct from the Father or something created, it says the Word was with God. And there is reams and reams of commentary on that one preposition, with, because it is so powerful. For something to be with another thing, it shows there is a type of a union. They are united together. And so the word with emphasizes the fact that the Son is consubstantial, as we say in the Creed, of one substance with the Father. But to say with also means that there must be a distinction. There must be one thing that is with another thing. You don't say that one thing is with itself. And so with emphasizes the fact that there is a union of nature. They are consubstantial but they are also, also distinct in persons. The only distinction that exists in the Trinity, the distinction of relations between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so this with shows the union that the Word has with the Father, but also His distinction as the Son from the Father. But then that we might not, and to clarify His point, that we might not think that He is distinct from the divine nature to too much of an extent, St. John says, and the Word was God, re-emphasizing His divinity, distinct from the Father in terms of the relation, but united to Him in their nature. And so that's the first sentence of the Gospel of John. So much thought has been given into that one sentence, and so much truth has been drawn from it by the Church. And to re-emphasize this mystery, he then says, He was in the beginning with God, and also he was what all things were made through. All things were made through him, and there wasn't anything made that was not made through him. The Word is, in a certain sense, the art of the Father. He is not just the understanding or the Son. He is also the art. He is that form through which all other things are made. And that's why creation always speaks to us of God, because it is made through the Son. And just like any artwork bears a certain resemblance to the artist, that's why we can go through galleries and we can find paintings and we can say, and we can study them and we can say, this is this particular artist, because there are traces of the artist in the artwork. So also in creation, which is created through the Word, speaks to us of the Father. In Him was life, and this life was the light of men. And this life that is within God is His truth and His grace. And we are made for that truth and that grace. That is not simply our temporal life. That is our eternal life that comes to us through the Son. In Him was life, and His life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And this darkness can represent our sinfulness. It can represent our ignorance. And when this light shines, it overcomes all the darkness of our life. The darkness has not overcome it. It cannot overcome the light. And so it is for us to welcome the light 
this word that was from all eternity into our life. And so my encouragement is at the beginning of this year to receive the Lord as he desires to come to us. He desires to come to us as truth, as life, and as grace. And as it goes on to say later in the gospel, when the Lord turns around to those disciples who have come to follow him because of St. John's preaching, he invites them to come and see. He invites them to a closer relationship with himself. And that's what the Lord is saying to us at the beginning of this year. Let every day of this year be a step closer to a deeper knowledge of Jesus Christ, and it will be a year well spent. All of our resolutions to try and get rid of things from our life, let that be replaced by an invitation, accepting an invitation from Christ to move more deeply towards him into a deeper relationship. That would be a beautiful resolution for the year. And how do we do that? How can we practically take a step towards the deeper knowledge of Jesus Christ? Well, it is all in his life. His life, as simple as it might be in the Gospels, and we might think that we know all the stories of the Gospels, but we have not contemplated them as deeply as we can. And so maybe in this year we might decide, I want to go through all of the Gospels this year and take my time with them and really come to know the person of Jesus Christ, because it is only through him that I come to know the Father. The reason that St. John is able to move so deeply into the mysteries of God is because he goes there by means of the Son. He goes there by means of Jesus. And so we are called in this year and we are invited by the Lord to enter more deeply into his truth, to enter more deeply into his grace, to increase in his love and in his charity, but also to draw more deeply towards him where he is present in our midst. As it says in the first reading, wisdom has taken and has dwelt among us. And so also the Lord dwells among us. And as we come to know his truth and receive his grace, we should also let our hearts be drawn to where he is present. And so in this year, let us make this year a year, particularly in our life, of accepting that invitation to come to know Jesus more intimately and to make practical decisions in order to do that so that we might truly at the end of this year know him with an intimacy that we've never had before because we've valued his life, we've spent time trying to understand him, and we've spent time in his presence. Amen.